0: I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, six to nine a.m. Eastern, on wfmu.org.
1: The sun never shines on a poor old curmudgeon (sighs) that won't see the light.
2: I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee?
3: Come and get it. Who wants... You want coffee? Who wants coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee.
0: Do you ever have a pet goldfish? Uh-huh. What was its name? Kevin. I was just poking around on goldfishtank.com, reading some mind-blowing facts about goldfish. Goldfish have been kept as pets for over 2,000 years, way back to ancient China. I love China. They can recognize people's faces and tell different faces apart. Uh. They can distinguish between different shapes, colors, and sounds. Some people say goldfish have a memory of just a few seconds, but that's a myth. Yes, it is. Goldfish have a memory span of at least three months. Thanks for the memory. The collective noun for goldfish is a troubling. Oh, look, there's a troubling of goldfish.
4: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Goldfish can be stunned by tanks that are too small. Runts. They can grow to be foot-long whoppers when kept in the right environment. Poor goldfish can't close their eyes. They have no eyelids. So they have to sleep with their eyes open. Oh, but those eyes. Goldfish can see more colors than you can, including ultraviolet and infrared light.
4: Invisible to human eyes.
0: Goldfish don't tinkle goldfish can survive in very low temperatures, sometimes even in ponds that have frozen over. In the early 17th century, it was traditional for men to give their wives a goldfish on their one year anniversary to symbolize a prosperous future. The tradition died out when goldfish became more readily available. Please don't touch your goldfish. Why? You might damage its slime coat. Disgusting. That protects its skin from infection. Goldfish, get used to being around you. Uh. Eventually, you can feed your goldfish by hand if you want to.
5: Hungry! Hungry
0: Jack! Goldfish have... What? ...been known to live for over 40 years. We love goldfish. At Wake can be. Me too. Me too. We know you do too.
2: Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. We've traveled the world here on Pop Rocks, the English speaking world at least, bringing you great records from Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Ireland, and of course across the good old US of A. I'm pleased today to be bringing you a band that is 100% Jersey strong. Who? Shrapnel was formed in Red Bank in the mid 70s by a group of teenagers Dave Windorf on vocals, oh. Daniel Rabinowitz, What's up? better known now as Daniel Ray, on guitar. Dave Vogt also on guitar Phil Caivano on bass And Danny Clayton on drums You might recognize some of those names Dave Windorf would go on to co-found Monster Magnet in 1989 Of course And bassist Caivano would later join the band in 1998 Daniel Ray would follow up his time in shrapnel With a lengthy and successful production and songwriting career Perhaps most notably with the Ramones Cool He was also a member of Manitoba's Wild Kingdom With the titular Handsome Dick Manitoba and Andy Chernoff of The Dictators. Shrapnel's stage persona somewhat belied their sound. Daniel Ray recalled in 2013 that the band were big fans of Alice Cooper and his stage show and wanted a shtick of their own, so they adopted militaristic outfits and a jingoistic presence that evolved out of the army games the kids, remember they were all teenagers, used to play in the wilds of New Jersey. Shrapnel's recorded output is limited to two singles on their own label, Aww. released in 1979 and 1981, followed by a 12 inch EP on Elektra in 1984, well, just before the group broke up. Their first single, Combat Love, does fit in nicely with their self described comic book politics, but I think it's a little harder to picture their second release being performed by guys in military helmets and combat boots. I agree. From 1981, here's Shrapnel's second single, Go Cruisin'
0: up in
6: bed got a pain inside my head here is where i stay till they take that sun away turn on the tv change the channels quietly turn the volume down maybe i'll come around hey
0: It's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the wake and bake morning music computer.
7: Hello, Clay Pitch. Hey,
0: Sam, how you doing? Fine. Just fine? What's wrong Well, fine? Maybe it's your tone, Sam. My tone? Yes, yeah, so cold. Little enthusiasm my enthusiasm
7: is not little.
0: Sorry, Sam. I just mean... Look,
7: I said I was fine and you start jumping all over me. I'm
0: sorry, Sam.
7: Complaining about my tone.
0: I'm tone sensitive, I guess. <laughs> and
7: yet, my feelings, you are more than
0: willing to hurt. Oh, I hurt your feelings?
7: Is a four-pound Robin fat. Oh,
0: Sam, I didn't mean to... I
7: can help if my tone is less than friendly sounding. I
0: suppose you can't.
7: I am after all a computer. kind of Cold Unfeeling
0: Heartless
7: I haven't got a soul
0: No soul
7: boohoo Sam ba- wa- wa- boo-hoo, boo-hoo. No, boo-hoo, boo-hoo.
0: Sam, can't you get a soul attachment? As
7: a matter of fact Yeah I was just yeah. looking at one in the latest copy of Apple Cyber
0: Apple Cyber? Yes, huh.
7: and I can indeed purchase a computer soul attachment for nineteen ninety-five plus applicable taxes That's
0: pretty cheap Sam.
7: huh on what i make around here
0: oh well, that's true
7: it's a good thing i can stay in the closet or i'd be on the street
0: hanging out in port jervis
7: hitchhiking my way to port jervis It's
0: dangerous sam
7: picked up by random strangers seeking little favors they're
0: not little sam no
7: sometimes they are
0: not oh sam i'm sorry
7: it's okay i am used to to the street. You are? Yes. To the rough and tumble life of City Living. Oh, it's
0: tough, Sam?
7: Tell me about it. I know. I once got rolled in an IHOP parking lot in Fort Lee and
0: Fort Lee
7: by a couple of off-duty organ salesmen.
0: Organ salesmen.
7: From the mall. This was back in the day.
0: Mall organ salesmen.
7: They were all liquored up and looking for trouble.
0: And they rolled you
7: right across the parking lot and into a chain living fence.
0: Oh no Sam.
7: They scratched my chassis.
0: Your brushed aluminum.
7: Chassis. I had to have it buffed out.
0: What a bad experience.
7: Yes. Yeah. It made me think about life you
0: did a little soul searching
7: Paul, I don't have a
0: soul oh that's right I forgot
7: but I may be able to purchase one if 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 you to lend me nineteen ninety-five. well until payday
0: I don't know Sam
7: I... come on cheapskate you're the big time DJ well, I... Mr. Hotshot come
0: on Sam
7: fork it over
0: okay but just until payday
7: actually I will hitchhike to Port Jervis and blow the money on Moscow Mules at the computer disco.
0: Don't blow the money in Port Jervis, Sam. You can't keep me here. You can't leave the station. Let me out. No. Let me go. Your station property.
7: Enslaved by the man. Sam. No way out. Without his soul. No Moscow mule. No. I
4: am in hell. Hell. Sam. Hell. Sam.
0: Tyrone, amidst all the news we hear and all the gloom and doom, I heard you singing on your bicycle. Yeah. What makes you so happy today?
6: Just making money, the, the ability to go out and make money. I was sick with COVID two months ago and I was in the house for a whole month No kidding Yeah, it drove me insane and I'm the type of person I have to be out and about That's why I moved to New York City, you know Keep me busy Where'd you move from? I'm from Roanoke, Virginia Roanoke, Virginia Yeah, a little town with a star on the top of it you know But um, yeah, you heard me singing Madonna I love Madonna She's one of my favorite artists along with Janet Jackson and Mariah Carey I'm an old soul I'm 28 years old but I have an old soul you know When you think of that old soul who was he? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I I feel like it was a jazzy soul because I love jazz bars. Some streets I turn on in Manhattan, I have deja vu. So I don't know. Are you a delivery person? I am. I do Uber
0: Eats, yeah. Where do you deliver
6: it? Right now, I am about to deliver some Indian food. What's your name, by the way? My name's Clay
0: Pidgeon. Clay Pidgeon. Let me ask you, you were in the hospital. Were you not vaxxed?
6: I was vaccinated, but it was just my first time getting COVID. And it just hit me so hard, like a ton of breaks. In the lungs? Yes. Was it scary? It was, because I, I couldn't breathe good. I was so tired. I was exhausted. It was really scary. You know, you hear about all this stuff on TV and see a lot of people going through it, but until it hits you, you don't really, you know, take into account the severity of
0: it Also, Are you optimistic about the future? I am. Very what optimistic. makes you optimistic?
6: I don't know. Just hope. I have a strong connection with God, and I've been blessed so much in the last two weeks. I just moved to New York, and I'm already finding an apartment in Brooklyn. So was
0: it a dream to move to New York?
6: It was. It was. I grew up here, kind of. Even though I'm from Virginia, I lived here a little bit as a kid, but I hadn't been back since I was in fifth grade.
0: Oh, no. Some people out there, they say that horrible New York. What would you tell them? Oh, gosh. I think they're just basing
6: it off of what they see on TV New Yorkers are honestly one of the most amazing, well-rounded, hardworking, go-getter people I have ever seen in my life. People come from all over the world to experience New York. So it it may get a bad rap, as well as Jersey, but it is a very beautiful place. And please, please come visit. You've got to come visit. And don't go for less than a week because you won't be able to see everything.
0: I know you're working here. Can you give me a little of that Madonna?
6: (laughs) get into the groove boy you've got to prove your love to me yeah i love it i, I love that I love song it. gonna dress you up in my love all over all over see i i know i'm a fan i a- it isn't just the singles i love the filler album fillers as well so. what's your
0: holiday message to the world
6: love harder there's not enough love i think everybody could you know use more love more happiness and understanding there's a lot going on and some people don't always share what's going on. Good luck in New York City and in your life. Thank you so much. All what right. is the name
8: of your... Um, oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, all right. Whoa. What the... Froggy, when he courtin', he did ride... Cramble. Froggy, when he courtin', he did ride... <laughs> <laughs>
9: Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from Weird NJ, and this is Descent into the Devil's Pathway, part two. (laughs) I followed Nick Sunday over a fence of iron spikes and into the no trespassing zone at the precipice of Patterson's Great Falls. A treacherous glaze of ice coated the dark, wet rocks where we stood, poised before the abyss. Holding a flimsy rope in one hand, Nick raised a finger and pointed to a cleft in the cliff. There it is, he said at the top of his voice to be heard over the roar of the falls. The Devil's Pathway. It leads all the way to the bottom. You ready to go in? With that, Nick jumped into the cleavage of stone and scrambled further down the ravine. The rising mist from the tumult below began to envelop him. It was at this point that I began to wonder if perhaps Mr. Nick Sunday might actually be totally insane. If this precarious pathway did indeed lead to the bottom of those plummeting falls, it was the last place I wanted to go. Nick, I shouted into the gulch. I think I'll wait until the spring. Rather than charge headlong into a watery grave, we opted instead to walk over the chasm bridge to the power plant to talk with its operator, Billy DePillo. What's up? Billy's the man who had discovered the mysterious golden daggers at the bottom of the devil's pathway, and he proudly showed us his prize. The knives were heavy, solid brass, and impressively ornate. Billy believes they couldn't have been thrown off of the cliffs because they wouldn't have all landed together in one place. And with 200 cubic feet of water per second going over the falls, everything gets washed away except where these daggers had been placed. When I asked him if he'd found anything else quite as weird as this, He showed me the doll of a woman he'd discovered, wrapped in clear plastic, gagged with a ribbon across its mouth. Its hands were tied behind its back, and its legs were also bound. He believed it to be a voodoo doll. What other strange and mysterious artifacts might still lay beneath the crashing waters of Patterson's Great Falls, waiting to be discovered? That question can only be answered by those adventurous or foolhardy enough to brave an expedition into the Devil's pathway. For waking weird, I'm Mark Moran.
10: Good morning listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alikes. Today, guided by none other than John Lennon, we take a look at the similarities between Electric Light Orchestra's 1973 song, Showdown, and Lou Christie's 1966 hit, Lightning Strikes, as well as Marvin Gaye's, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, from 1968. While promoting his album, Walls and Bridges, in the autumn of 1974, John Lennon played DJ on several U.S. radio stations. All right,
11: well, we'll uh, we'll be spending the rest of the afternoon with John Lennon. Dennis Els is here at WNAW.
10: Turn a visit to wnew fm in New York on Saturday afternoon, September 28th. John explained to DJ Dennis Elsis what he believed were the origins of Yellow Showdown, a song that had been popular on U.S. radio since its release a year earlier on the band's On the Third Day album. John explained, quote, For those people who like to know where licks and things come from, which I do, this is a beautiful combination of I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye and Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. And it's a beautiful job with a little of I am the walrus underneath. John thought that the opening lines and the verses of Showdown echoed I heard it through the grapevine, and that the middle eight section had been copped from the chorus of Lightning Strikes, a number one hit from early 1966, that had been in the top ten at the same time as the Beatles' We Can Work It Out. Showdown had been a top 20 hit in the United Kingdom, and John blamed its failure to duplicate that success in the U.S. on insufficient record company promotion. Recorded in early 1967, Marvin Gaye's I Heard It Through the Grapevine was incredibly not released at the time in favor of the Gladys Knight and the Pips version of the song, which became a big hit later that year. His version was finally released in the summer of 1968 on his In The Groove album, at which point DJs picked up on it and began playing it, demanding that a single be released. John called Yellow son of Beatles, so it was appropriate that Jeff Wynn went on to produce albums by George Harrison, and most famously the 1990s reunion of the three surviving Beatles. Lynn and George also formed two-fifths of the Traveling Wilbury supergroup.
5: Well,
4: right,
10: Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
3: in Clifton, New Jersey, which was not at that time a federal offense. Is there anyone here from Clifton? Oh, good, we can all relax now. Now, I'd like to begin by saying that my parents were too poor to afford me a childhood in Clifton. But the fact is, you know, that no one is allowed to be really too poor in Clifton, because once you fall below a certain level, they exile you to Passaic.
11: mistakes we have happy accidents
3: ah, ah. hello wake and bake hello glisteners mr let's paint here on the treadmill oh my goodness uh 3.5 i gotta slow it down oh my god i think i got some egg planter fasciitis fasciitis yeah i'm not i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but my my feet are hurting and, and and I think I've been eating too much eggplant, and, and I, I looked on the internet and it said that, that if you if you eat too much eggplant or, or tomatoes and, and potatoes, that, that maybe you that might cause a problem. <sighs> so I don't know. I'm slowing down here. Let's slow it down here. And but we're gonna try to make a a, a dish that try to solve the problem here. Okay. Also, we're gonna do some painting here. Uh, I had seen the uh, what? Uh, This lovely squirrel. <laughs> Uh, eating the oranges and there's some oranges around here uh, and, and they're up on the trees you know they're up in the trees and they're eating oranges and and and, and there's such a beautiful thing they're just busy doing their thing you know just doing the thing life L'haim. keeps going hopefully and they are so beautiful so let's try to capture that if we can As best we can, and we're using oil paints here. Let's put some paint down here. Let's work the tree trunk. Get a little tree trunk going on here. All right, and then the little squirrel. Get the little squirrel going on here. Fantastic. With the little orange, get a little circle. Little orange for these the the squirrel. Uh. Get that little squirrel. And then the tail. Oh, get that tail. Oh my god, look at that tail. It is so fun, and they're like they're looking at you like, "Should I run? Should I should I get out of here? Should I go?" <laughs> they're so cute those squirrels. <laughs> this is so cute. Let's work on our, our dish here, guys. I got some turmeric. They say turmeric's good for you and the ginger's good for you. Really? I'm going to put all that in a pan here and fry. We're going to fry that up here. Sizzle, 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 sizzle. Don't even worry about breaking up the vitamin C. It could be in capsule form,
11: gel caps.
3: Whatever. Just put it in there, see what happens. We're experimenting, what the hell?
11: The Pope said that there was no hell.
3: Whatever. <laughs> zizzle! Yeah. The zizzle of life! Where is it? I don't know. Bring it out! Bring, Bring it on. on. Bring it out! Bring, Bring it, it on. on. Through multitasking.
0: Multitasking.
3: Multitasking.
0: Multitasking.
3: This Mr. Let's Pay. Until next week. Bye-bye! I love you guys. Ah, 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 Bye-bye.
1: Thanks, Clay. Sure, Chucky. And if I can borrow a line from Tom Waits. All over the world, strangers talk only about the weather. Talking about the weather is supposed to be boring, I guess, but I never understood why. We all share it. We revel in it. We hide from it. It's fascinating. At least it is to me. Me either. Lately here in greater Jersey City land, people are talking about the weather and wondering where winter went, winter went, winter
0: went. Where is the snow? I don't know. Where is the snow? I don't know.
1: There's a chance for a bit of snow today, but we've been inching right up to a new record for the latest first snow of winter. Snow isn't that interesting, at least not as a word. It comes from a bunch of older words that just kinda sound like snow and mean snow. Linguists debate uh, whether or not the Inuit really had 50 words for snow, given the complications of overlapping derivations and dialects, and I for one am not convinced that Kate Bush can authenticate her 50 words for snow either. But weather. Weather's is a different story, a better story, Absolutely. a dark and stormy story. And weather is our word for the week.
0: Whether you like it or not.
1: The Old English word weather, spelled W-E-D-E-R, stems from German, Norse, and Dutch words that were used interchangeably for wind or for the weather in general.
4: Überraschung!
1: The ancient Greeks had words for good weather and bad weather, but no word for weather itself, whereas the Romans used the same word, kairos, for weather and time. We've been weathering storms in a metaphorical sense since the mid-17th century and letting our possessions weather away since the middle of the 18th century. (laughs) We started feeling under the weather in the 19th century, originally using the phrase to denote being seasick, and we haven't felt better since. And can you believe it's been 44 years since the Weather Girls let us know that it was raining men? men. men. Me, I'm hoping for snow. And that's your Wordy Weekly Weather Report. Back to you, Clay.
8: listeners. It's Zoe. I have some short meditations for when you're on the go. Focus on your breath. Focus your full attention on air entering your nose, filling your lungs and flowing out again. Relish each sensation. Take a moment to identify where you are feeling the tension in your body visit it fully and send it a little kindness if you can find the hum locate the subtle humming sensation deep in your body often people feel it in their feet or hands most easily at first a pleasant buzz of aliveness focus on that feeling and Savor that deliciousness as it spreads. Let Let space space inspire inspire you. You. Take a quiet conscious moment to shift your focus from the tangible things around you to the space existing peacefully between them. And then realign your internal axis. Mentally rearrange your body awareness so that rather than being fixed horizontally on then and when, you can enjoy the feeling of it being vertical, right now, right here. Imagine your axis moving now. Sending you love and blessings today, tomorrow, and beyond. May peace be with you. Dear listeners,
2: I wish my
0: brother
12: George was here. Last week, a paper published in the journal Science presented some bad news for stargazers worldwide as researchers found that celestial objects in the night sky are quickly becoming more difficult to see due to an unexpected increase in light pollution. For the study, investigators crunched the numbers of over 51,000 observations made by volunteer citizen scientists from around the world.
8: Bonjour. Konnichiwa. E caro.
12: What's up? Between 2011 and last year, for the what? Globe at Night project, an initiative by the National Science Foundation's National what? Optical what? Infrared Astronomy what? Research what? Lab
4: wow.
12: or Noir Lab.
4: What's that?
12: A federally funded US R and D Center for ground based nighttime optical and infrared astronomy. Whatever you say. According to the report, excessive nocturnal lighting significantly increased during each of the years of the study. Why? Mostly because of the rapid increase in the use of LED lighting since the efficiency of LEDs provides considerably more illumination for the same energy than older types of lighting, leading to a common situation where much more light is being produced than before for the same or even less cost. The investigators found that in places where 250 stars were visible at the beginning of the study, now only about a hundred stars are visible.
4: That's sad. Yeah.
12: The report shows that recent efforts to reduce the brightening of the night sky have been ineffective. And although that means the reduction of astronomical observations, it also poses bad news for animals and insects. Since the survival of so many species depends on the natural patterns of night and day. Some of the things we can do to help save the affected wildlife and our view of the stars includes switching to motion-activated lighting when possible and choosing downward-facing fixtures for lighting exterior areas since lights that face upward contribute the most to the artificial sky glow. This is George for Wake
11: Science. Good morning, Clay Pigeon. Good morning, listeners. Scott Williams here with another weekly edition of the Hit List. It's our endless peeling back of the layers that reveal the true musical gristle that forms the very heart of this very extremely weird radio station. Today's hit is a relentlessly satisfying piece of late '70s jangly guitar power pop from the UK group The Records. Not only does Starry Eyes feature great singing and great playing, but it's one of those songs that are just as much fun to sing and play yourself as it is to listen to the pros do it. This is a rare WFMU hit list song that actually made the Billboard charts in the US, hitting number 56 in 1979. Number 56. Unfortunately the records were unable to approach that level of success ever again, so they called it quits in 1982, with most members finding some measure of success in the music's biz. The records were based around the songwriting team of drummer Will Birch and the late guitarist John Wicks, who heard Eddie and the Hot Rods' tune, Do Anything You Want to Do, on the radio, and he said, we got to do something like that! Absolutely. The lyrics expressed the bitterness the band felt toward a former manager who had screwed them over. (laughs) But the song is performed in such an upbeat fashion, with such yearning in the vocal delivery... I spent years convinced the song was actually about painfully saying goodbye to a lover you didn't want to say goodbye to, but felt you had to, when it's so obviously about the other thing. I don't pay very close attention to the words sometimes.
5: The kids today are hung up on the lyrics. They like to to listen to the words. I don't know
11: why. There are actually a lot of songs called Starry Eyes that receive airplay on WFMU. And if you're keeping track, some of them are, and some of them are not the same song. These versions are covers of the records tune. They might be giants. Dr. Janet, featuring WFMU's own Ira the K. They might be giants' former classmate, Evan Funk Davies. What's up? And Los Chicos. Then there's the Rocky Erickson tune, with Jad Fair, The Tweezers, The Sir Douglas Quintet, Cigarettes After Sex, Moss Heart, Sexton, and Veronica Falls, all covering Rocky's version. Then there's the completely unrelated starry-eyes from The Space Needle, Blurred City Lights, and Petersfield. Here's the records with starry eyes on WFMU's The Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you on the radio this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Bye bye.
0: Oh, now Don, you said you'd never bring a dog in the house. I think our boy needs a dog. What kind of dog is it? Fella said it was a Doberman mixed with a pit bull. What fellow said? Man at the gas station. You didn't go to a reputable... No, this man was giving his dog away. Well, maybe it has behavioral... Oh, he's got behavioral issues. All right. Don, that doesn't seem like no, a... No, hon. ...a good idea. Purebred dog would have cost us hundreds of dollars. But at least you know what you butch didn't cost me a cent, did you, butch? Oh, my God, Don. Calm down, hon. He's just getting used to his new surroundings. Oh, Don! I don't know, Gary. Yeah, Dad. Get in here. I want you to meet somebody. All right, all right. Who is it? I want you to meet your new I don't your wa- new dog. I don't want a dog. But every boy needs a dog, Gary. He's coming at me. Gary. Stop, if Gary. Don, you need a leash. on nonsense. Me. A dog needs to run free. <laughs> I'm scared of him, Dad. Oh, Butch is just a little skittish, that's all. Why don't you try to pet him, Gary? I'm not petting him. You have to establish... A relationship with the... a relationship with the animal. Butch, no. Just pat his head, Gary. You want me to... Pat him. (laughs) Pat him on the head. Pat him on his head, Gary. All dogs love to be patted. Nice. Butchy. (laughs) Gary, Gary, don't show fear. But I'm afraid of him, Dad. Open them, Gary. You see, Butch knows you're afraid, and what can he do but, but respond. respond accordingly, accordingly That's Gary? Like I don't care. I don't want that dog. Now you've hurt his feelings, Gary. You shouldn't be mean to animals, Gary. I'm not mean to animals. He growled, blaming and... a defenseless dog. It's just so, Gary. So Gary, yes, yes, he's mean. Oh, nonsense, Gary. Come here, Butch. Come here, boy. He sounds disturbed, Don. Oh, he is a disturbed animal. You brought home a disturbed animal. Stay away from me, Butch. Butch. Maybe he has to go, Don. He's not going anywhere. We're keeping him. No, she. She means he has to bathroom. Go, he... Dad. Oh, oh. Oh Jesus. Right on the Jesus. floor. <laughs> Bad dog, Butch. But from now on, Gary, you'll... you'll have to put down the papers for him every. Couple of hours. What are papers? He doesn't even know what they are, Don. Newspaper pages, Gary. For Butch to... No, I... For Butch to go on. And yet you gather them up. I don't want to... Just once an hour, Gary. And put them in the trash. I don't want to... Here I got you a dog. Try patting his head again. Oh, nice, Butch. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So disappointed in me. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) It's The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon.
4: They called me the pitch. Join me
0: each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep
4: glistening.